Hello, welcome. October 8th, Saturday night session. Thank you for joining me, guys. Really looking forward to this update with you guys here tonight. We're talking about Euro, the, the Eurozone, giving the green light to the cryptocurrency space. I got some good news for you in the uh, cryptocurrency space in the middle of a historically terrible record crash that we're now going through. Uh, the debt bubble has popped. The implosion is underway. But we have good news on the other side. You're going to have to stay tuned as I'm going to cover it at the end of this show once we make it to the cryptocurrency news. To get started, let's take a look here at the charts. Our Bitcoin is down. Well, maybe it's your Bitcoin. Definitely ain't my Bitcoin is down to 19,400. It just had a couple big uh, red candles actually come in today, bringing it down to about $19,250. And you can see that yellow line up above is where my entry point is on my Bitcoin short, my average entry position, okay? Now, at the time of this recording, we have Bitcoin, like I said, 19.4, Ethereum at 1,300, uh, our, our XRP is at 51 cents, Cardano is at 42 cents, and uh, you know there's a couple others that kind of interest us, but I think that that's about covering all the important ones, XLM at 12 cents, we see a little bit of a back and forth. We have Algorand at 33 cents. Okay, that's good to see. Good price points, good entries for some of these utility cryptocurrencies. They're going to run the new financial system. You guys have seen a little bit of a back and forth today between Charles, Card uh, Charles Hoskinson's from Cardano and the XRP community. We want to give a huge shout out to Charles for being a great entrepreneur, getting a lot done over there with Cardano, but the program just isn't quite as good as XRP. So we want to see Charles succeed. We want to see other people that are, you know, good entrepreneurs. They're doing good, uh, creating American businesses, bringing bringing jobs back here, uh, doing a little something. But it just isn't quite as good as XRP. And Charles, I think, uh, showing a little bit of frustration with where Cardano's at, where he wants it to be. I understand, uh, you know, he's trying to do a lot there. But uh, the the attack on the XRP community for saying that we shouldn't be looking into the corruption of our government really was kind of just out of left field coming from Charles, you know, because he's uh, someone who I've looked up to in the cryptocurrency space as far as understanding, uh, bringing cryptocurrency technology to just being a good American, trying to be an entrepreneur and build a real business in this capitalist society that we once had uh, slowly been fading away as they erode all the rights of the American people. But let's continue. We got a lot to cover here tonight. We're going to get started by talking about <clears throat> this is huge. This is massive. And I'm just reporting this. I'm just reporting this fact that the breaking uh, breaking news here that Delaware Supreme Court rules universal mail-in voting and same-day registration is unconstitutional. So that was the ruling that came down from the Delaware Supreme Court. Universal mail-in voting and same-day registration unconstitutional. It'll be interesting to see uh, what's that what's that's going to mean for other states. We're seeing that these elections are getting secured. These elections hopefully are going to be continue to be free and fair. As we hope as American citizens, right, this isn't a political issue. It's just we need to secure our vote. We need to secure our elections. And for Delaware Supreme Court to stand up and make this very, very interesting to see. Now we have another win uh, for the people. The people have responded and they scared the crap out of PayPal. This is from Patrick Bet David. He says, power to the people. Capitalism works. I agree with you, Patrick. And this is PayPal. Pulls back, says it won't find customers. 2,500 for misinformation after backlash okay and, and as we've been saying here we just want the adult conversation i really don't need anybody else to be turned off i don't i don't want to censor anybody i want them to pull up to the table let's figure out how do we solve these problems right 
PayPal right here, you know, they said it was a slip up, whatever the deal was, folks. Once again, when I when I saw the news of this PayPal issue, I, I'm not worried one bit because I own offline assets. I, I'm prepared for blackout barter, as I've now coined this term, blackout barter, for when the lights go out, when the systems go down, I can still barter. I still have essentials that matter. Reserve currency, digital assets, digital commodities that in my opinion, are gonna be pretty valuable for this new financial system like XRP and others. So I'm not worried about PayPal playing this game. If we have to go outside that system, that's fine. The people are about to win through decentralization, through all truth being revealed through the internet, and then with blockchain technology, this, this really can free us, but we're in a fight against evil. And you guys understand what we're up against here on this channel, we can only say, only say so much. And I, I hope that we can get to a point here where we can say that, yeah, we would like secure elections in America. Yes, uh, we don't need fact checkers at PayPal to determine what is mis misinformation. We just want to use your platform to send money, you know, and uh, this is this is where the people are winning. We start to see this battle underway here. Uh, and, and this is a victory for the people. Nonetheless, I'm not worried about that because I got my silver. I got my XRP. I got a little bit of the Second Amendment. God bless this country. I got a little bit going on for blackout barter, offline assets, going to get deals done no matter what's going on in the world. And I would encourage you guys to do the same because I've been saying there's dozens of scenarios that can play out that are the end of the world, doomsday, scary events. You prepare the same way for all of them, essentially. There's no change in the strategies for preparing for any of these dozen scenarios, these end of the world scenarios that have everyone living in fear. You prepare essentially the same way. Am I running around in fear that we're about to have Armageddon nuclear attacks in World War III? Well, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, I have 100% faith in humanity to pull through this, uh, come together. But, you know, as I continue to say, we're up against an evil agenda. You guys already know that deal. Let's continue on, though, okay? Wall Street Silver reporting. Let's get into some of the economic data here. Economic data. Trucking freight levels for Los Angeles are now below 2019 levels. See light blue line through October below. So we can take a look here at this chart. We can see that the freight levels have dropped. This is showing us that the demand is falling off. This economy is uh, slowing down, is, is a nice way to put it. We, we don't want to call it a recession. That might offend someone, but it's definitely slowing down. And we can see this through another uh, data point right here with the truck freight levels dropping below 2019 levels. Okay. Now, this is primarily just out of Los Angeles, but just another key data point to check. Okay. Now, we have the average mortgage rate in the United States hitting 7.2% per mortgage news daily. This is from Unusual Wales. Okay, we've been tracking this. The situation is getting a little gruesome out there. Nick Gurley reporting a shocking collapse in mortgage applications last week. Purchase demand at lowest level in a decade, comparable to lows in 2010 during the last housing crash. You guys take a look at that chart for yourselves. That is not a pretty looking chart, okay? Real estate deals are gonna get really attractive over the next year or two. I was talking with my Discord group this morning about it in our weekly Discord call, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a great opportunity for us looking to get into real estate. For me, just getting the real estate deal going, but really excited. I was telling them that for me, I've been focusing on building my team, building up my resources. I'm getting calls from the agents. Hey, can we send you listings? Can can we try to get some business? Can we get some deals done? And I say absolutely. Send them my way. Here's what I'm looking for, 
and we just continue to build our team out so that we can actually execute within that asset class when we move. Very strategic and we will execute uh, for success. Now, Michael J. Kramer, take a look here at our S&P 500 chart. We've been watching this one closely, how well it is matching up with previous bear market cycles. Michael says, you can see the 2002 S&P, uh, sorry, 2022 S&P 500 bear market cycle is following those of 1937, 2000, and 2008. And based on this, we are due for new lows into October 25th with a short-term bottom around then, give or take a couple of days. Now, <clears throat> who's been talking about this October 25th dead, uh, date, key date to watch out for, for the past month or so? Right, we've been talking about how that partial solar eclipse is coming in on the 10:25 new moon. New moons, uh, the pattern that we've been seeing is bullish energy around new moons, except when the eclipses come in, that energy overweighs, overtakes that bullish energy usually. And uh, we've seen recently that these eclipses have brought incredibly bearish energy, massive amounts of volatility, and I want you guys to be prepared. I've been talking about this crash that is prime to be taking place during this time. As far as the exact date, hour, percentage drop, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. I want you guys to be unemotional as you see these market moves uh, lining up perfectly. I said here 2008, but much worse, right? Everything lining up perfectly here. October 25th is when Michael was saying that the new lows could be coming in based off of the previous fractals and chart. Okay, that's just another data point that we add to that date to watch out for. Tomorrow being the Feast of Tabernacles beginning, and it's also gonna be our full moon, which usually brings in our bearish energy. And in 2008, 1987, and 1929, the panic crash moments concluded during the Feast of Tabernacles. The markets did not bottom out. The pain continued. Please be ready for that. We're not talking about the market bottoming out over the next month or so. We're talking about the market panic crash event, which historically has been about a 35% drop in the stock market over an eight-week period. You guys have seen what has happened to the market over the last couple months here. Perfect timing right here. Tomorrow, you guys have already seen the energy. I showed you guys the chart. My Bitcoin short is in profit now. Okay, we, we knew that was going to happen. Bitcoin back up to 20K. We said it doesn't belong there. Bitcoin short, add to our position, back in profit. Here we are. Not financial advice, but if you guys want to take a look, uh, I share all my trades within my Discord group. Now, we have Charlie Bellello laying this down for us. This is the situation at hand, folks. Stocks, bear market down 25%. Bonds, worst year in history. Housing, prices falling for the first time in a decade. We just saw mortgage de demand, worst levels in a decade. Economy, two straight quarters of negative real GDP growth. Nuclear war, on the table. Fed, hiked rates 3% so far this year and expected to hike another 1.25% before the year end. How about that, folks? How about that for the situation? And we still got the kids saying that the market has bottomed out. Now, I would love for the market to have bottomed out. I would, well, let me say this actually. I don't want the bottom to be in because we need to clean this crap out of the cryptocurrency space and in the other markets as well. The pain hurts, but we need to go through this. We got to clean up our uh, currency uh, economy, okay? And every single country has a different issue that they're facing. Every single corporation, every single company facing a different issue. Some struggling to make it through. Some have already uh, gone away. You guys are seeing that. You guys are seeing the situation in Main Street. And the jobs numbers that just came out confirmed once again that the Fed is going to continue with this program of 
doing whatever they can to fight inflation, they created the inflation problem. They created this, uh, th this bubble that they inflated over the last two decades. And now they're trying to stop it, stop the crash that was inevitable, stop this moment that was inevitable, right? Now, we take a look at the transition, the new economy. What is it going to run on? Macro Elf. Macro Elf says this week, Exxon's market cap exceeded Meta's for the first time in many years. That resonates with Putin's recent speech when he said, quote, the economy of imaginary wealth will be inevitably replaced by the economy of real and hard assets. Do you think this trend will continue? Now, uh, we got haters right here down below. Adam Singer got a little check mark next to his name, so maybe he's someone important. Says we have to define imaginary much better first. Okay, whatever. Yeah, some people did experience that wealth, but we knew that it wasn't going to last. We knew that the program wasn't going to last. It was based off of cheap money from the Federal Reserve. So whether you like Putin or not, here's the facts. The new economy is going to be based off of real and hard assets, and you got to get something done. You got to have real value bringing to the people. Okay, we've reached a critical point in humanity. And a shift is underway from the fake back to the real. From the fake assets, from the fake teachers that have been pushing these programs that have led to the destruction of our standard of living, and it's only getting worse. And we're supposed to be taking advice from them. We're supposed to be keeping our money in our 401k stock portfolio. It's been blown up through this whole Ponzi scheme created by the Federal Reserve. We have avoided that. And we have known and understood that this is what we're looking at here is that the real economy is going to be moving to real and hard assets and Exxon's market cap surpassing Meta's shows you that. The Metaverse was cute. It was the hot topic. Everyone's trying to find the new Metaverse coin. What did I say? I, I said, whatever Mark does, he's gonna overtake the space. They have enough money to buy out anybody else that is serious competition. And what have we seen? You know, they go bust, they have to rebrand as Meta. Now they are getting surpassed as Exxon, but at the end of the day, we knew that 99% of the market, uh, sorry, we knew 99% of the metaverse coins were gonna go away. That was very simple to understand that, right? But you're seeing that the, the tech giants of the last two decades come into some serious issues, having a serious issue handling their debt loads. Now let's continue on. Talking about this real economy and who has the hard, real assets that are going to run this new economy. Quote, China is the largest gold importer in the world. No gold leaves China. Mine gold in China, you cannot export it. So it's like a black hole where the gold goes and it never comes out. Ask yourself why. Now this is Tommy Hump and Frank Gustra. Okay, I wanna, I wanna play you this clip for you guys. This is about a two minute clip, but what Frank is talking about here is it's so important as to the real situation, the suppressed assets, and who's been hoarding those suppressed assets? Who's no longer exporting those assets that are gonna run the new economy? That's gonna be China and Russia. Listen to this breakdown from Frank. Could you tell me your thesis for a monetary reset, a global reset? Yeah, no, so I've been, I've been obviously uh, uh, watching, you know, the developments of the, the global financial system for many, many years. There, there are a few trends that, you, that I've kept my eye on. And one is that for many, many years, gold, physical gold has been moving east. So, and while we were in North America binging on digital assets and, spe and speculating on all sorts of things, 
Since 2010, central banks around the world have been accumulating gold at a feverish pace, and they're still doing it you know, 12 years later. A lot of that gold ended up in Russia and China. Now, Russia has been very overt about its gold purchases. It's very transparent, and it's, you know, it's got the largest uh, percentage of reserves in gold in any other country. China, on the other hand, is very uh, a little bit l less transparent, and they and they report gold every number their gold uh, reserves every number of years. Then they stop reporting for years, and when they do report again, the you know the gold reserves go up exponentially. They haven't reported since 2019, where they had where they reported 2,000 tons. But the way I see it is that a China is the largest gold producer in the world and has been since 2007. China is the largest gold importer in the world. No gold leaves China. Mine gold in China, you cannot export it. So it's like a big black hole where the gold goes in and never comes out. And so my guess is that the next time that China reports its gold reserve, they're, they're going to be a lot larger than anybody expects. And if you think about it in just, just the numbers, you know, they've mined 7,000 tons just out of China since you know, 2007. And what about all the gold they've imported? They're the largest importer. And obviously, some of it does go to private citizens. But uh, my guess is that they're preparing themselves, as Russia is, to exit the US dollar system. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We understand that that is the whole program here. They're being forced to exit the US dollar in the Western financial world because we can't let Putin participate in the world economy. Right. So that's that's the thing that's it's forced their hand, these other BRICS nations to roll out their new programs to hoard record amounts of gold. We were just talking this morning, in my Discord weekly call, uh, huge shout out to my member and friend, David. Excuse me. David brought up the fact that the COMEX currently has about 16 times the amount of paper contracts as they do silver in the vault. So what we're seeing here is uh, we cannot track who has what. I talked about Credit Suisse, Deutsche Bank, how we don't know how much derivatives market exposure they have, right? But now we flip this, we're talking about precious metals. We don't know how much China and Russia and these other countries have of the suppressed assets. So we don't know how much of these bad actors have uh, these assets that are imploding, they're basically insolvent. All these paper contracts, keeping, keeping the, uh, the market suppressed. And then we don't know how much uh, Russia, China, the BRICS nations are hoarding. Once we finally do, it's going to be too late. Once that derivatives market gets brought back in check, it's gonna be too late. The price explosion will have already occurred. And this is what I love about my partner. If you, if you go to my website, ZachRichter.com, and at the very top, there's a precious metals link. The company that I've partnered up with will help you roll over your 401k, IRA, and whatever your retirement account you got to precious metals, but they also will physically deliver the metals to your house as well. So whichever way you want to do it. That's why I like being partnered up with them and being a source for people to roll over your 401k to something else. So head to my website if you guys want to check that out. For me, I've been stacking silver now for the uh, past five, six months, and it's not more than 10% of my portfolio, but I continue to add to it because I see what's happening. I see what's happening. We understand that when this thing does flip, we're going to figure out who's been hoarding record amounts of gold, who you know is actually 
stockpiling assets that matter like XRP, who's already done deals with Ripple after the NDAs have expired and these banks and financial institutions no longer care. Yes, we're holding a bunch of gold. We're holding a bunch of XRP. We got a little bit of XDC, maybe some XLM, some other cryptocurrencies as well. But by the time the suppressed assets flip, by the time we get that discovery of how the new financial system is going to run and what assets are going to matter, it's going to be way too late, way too late for the common man. Common man and woman that's going to be trying to chase these gains that they're going to see is going to be truly incredible. We were just covering, uh, I was checking the silver chart this morning with the Discord, and silver's up 20, what was it, 20, 25% in the last month? From the September lows to where we're at today, it's well over 20% just in silver, which is a, mo- a market that doesn't move like cryptocurrency, you know, 20% in a day, uh, 300% in a month, right? But we're expect- expecting massive, massive breakouts for all of these suppressed assets. Now, let's continue on. A uh, little bit of the current event situation. Cryptomaniac101 is saying that there's going to be an address to the nation move to Monday, October 10th, given by Putin. Now, this is unconfirmed. I'm waiting to see what this what this actually is. But the key point here, uh, why I left this reminder in here, is that I want everyone to understand what took place today. There was a bridge that was bombed that leads into Crimea, the region that has been overtaken by the Russian military, right? And you're seeing that the eastern regions of Ukraine uh, is where this is really going down. A bridge has been attacked, okay, and a bomb was set off on the bridge. Uh, There are members of the Ukrainian military press and team, I guess you could call it, that are cheering this destruction. It's a little sickening to me, I will say that. But nonetheless, the key point here that we have to understand is what has been brought in as free targets, open game, uh, free targets, free range. And that is pipelines, that is bridges, that is uh, just the, the regular civilian citizen that's just trying to survive in these regions. And it's truly incredible to see. Now, we see here German state broadcaster reporting that uh, the rail traffic disruption in northern Germany is due to sabotage. So once again, railways, pipelines, bridges, uh, internet cables, fiber optic lines, what did we just show the clip of Tucker Carlson last week saying, you know, talking about the potential for that uh, internet to be shut down, the communications between uh, the West to be shut down, right? Anything is free target. And remember, we, all, we also understand on a whole nother level that we can't really talk about here, but we'll just say we understand that there's bad actors that create and simulate events. So that's why I don't worry about who gets blamed. I don't get caught up in the blame game. I want people to be prepared for these situations, for these uh, this current event world stage, it's it, you guys are seeing how it's playing out. And it continues to ramp up. The distractions will continue. It's going to be a truly chaotic uh, next few months, in my opinion. So please stay ready and stay strapped in right here, tapped in on this channel, where we're going to talk about our strategies for how we ride out this storm. Because it's all fair game now. Bridges, railways, pipelines, Civilian life will get caught up in that, and that is what we hate to see. Our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone being affected. We'll continue to watch that one. Now, I've been telling you guys, hit that hashtag AskZach on Twitter if you wanted to be featured on the show and you want me to ask your question. This one was very intriguing. Resign says, Metro Bank, their app has been down for three days. That gave me enough doubt to withdraw my funds. 
When I went there, they didn't have any cash, saying they hadn't received their delivery. I got it transferred to another bank and withdrew from there. And no, I'm not talking big euros. Uh, Zach, their price to book doesn't look good either. Could they be next, do you think? Yes, Bear, that's a great question. And it, it, thank you for sharing that uh, example for us. What we are seeing with the price to book earnings uh, on all of these banks, all of these major banks from Credit Suisse, Deutsche Bank, the oldest banks in Switzerland and Germany, to other institutions like Metro Bank and others, their price to book is not looking good. Their solvency is not looking good. Their apps are not working, right? The online banking systems have been causing issues. And I put out a tweet. I, I, I said, everyone comment down below and let me know. And there was numerous examples down below that tweet of people's banking apps not working. Obviously, we had the news of PayPal coming out today. They, they, they did reverse that, however. They said they're not going to be the misinformation fact checker police, okay? But nonetheless, it's been interesting to watch these systems go down, struggle, and have failures. We, we covered last week Lebanon was shutting down their banking system because of the uh, record amount of heists, bank heists, that were taking place in their country. This is real, guys. This isn't... <laughs> It sometimes it looks like a, it feels like a movie that we're watching. This is real life. I, I mentioned in my Discord group this morning that I think that the bank heists and similar acts are going to continue. Specifically, talking about the precious metals vaults. Not only are these banks going to be under attack, people are going to you know want their money, want their cash out of the system. We're going to see a run on the precious metals too. And money makes people funny. And when you tell people that they can't get the money that they're supposed to have in their account going to be a dicey situation right to say the least now if you guys go back you can see i dropped a video recently talking about what i would do as far as what i would do with my money outside of the system outside of the banks so you guys can go back and check out that video uh but 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 basically we've been talking about this for a while now right is that we want to have only the money that we need to operate within the matrix b system in the banks other than that, we've invested in cryptocurrency. We self-custody our cryptocurrency. We have cash, physical, right? We have um, plenty of cryptocurrency. We have precious metals, physical, and in other locations too, potentially, right? We, we secure our cryptocurrency by having multiple storage solutions, right? And then we also have our prepping and essentials, assets, essentials that we're going to need over the next year. We've been prepping. And it's not just for the hurricane coming through town. It's for the system going down. It's for the liquidity crisis that we're now seeing. And this is why I said, for me, I'm not worried, you know, PayPal going to shut us down for misinformation. This platform's going to do this and that. We've already beat them. We already have assets outside of the system, okay? But that doesn't mean that we're not using the platforms, right? We're using YouTube. We're using TikTok. We're using PayPal. We're using all these platforms, right? But... We got backup plans, we got contingencies, and we continue to prepare for that day if it were to come, right? We prepare for the worst, we pray for something better. So that's what we've been watching here is all of these systems reporting outages, system failures, system shut down, banks across countries going down. So we wanna make sure that we only are keeping what we need to operate within the system. Everything else we've allocated to somewhere else, and you guys already know what we're doing with that strategy. Now, continuing on, Marty Luco on Twitter says, seen a lot of XRP headlines and talk lately. A lot of influencers have been pushing it. Would we be surprised if Ripple Labs is paying them? I don't know, just a thought. I just bring this up because it's hilarious to me that there is still 
the haters and naysayers and folks like Marty who are suggesting that Ripple has the time or the need to pay little influencers like myself and others. First off, me on this platform, the reason why you guys like this show right here is because I don't let anyone give me a check to talk about their cryptocurrency project. I want to be able to have uh, the real conversation about whatever it's the, the topic may be. If that's a cryptocurrency, if it's a different asset class, whatever the topic of discussion is, I want to be able to speak my mind how I really feel. I don't want to be manipulated by someone cutting me a check. Oh, and by the way, Marty, some of us don't need that check because we do run real businesses. I think that these influencers get caught up in the XRP army. They're so caught up on hating on us. and. Their reality is basically the only money they've ever made in their whole business career as a quote unquote entrepreneur that they put in their bio is by doing paid promotion shilling. That's the only business, that's the only cash they've ever generated in their life. And so that's their paradigm reality. They don't understand that some of us are just real people building real businesses. Uh, We bring real value to our communities. We get rewarded for that. And we don't have to take anybody else's money. We're not bought and paid for by anybody. And to think that Ripple needs to, you know, have us little TikTok influencers shill XRP is absolutely ridiculous. And it's just another thing that we've been up against within the XRP community. We're not here for some pity party. Absolutely not. We don't care. Guys like Marty, uh, you know, are just haters that got their little moon bag of XRP that they're going to sell off at five bucks. And we just say, good luck, God bless. And we know what we hold and we know what's happening here. Ripple does not have the time of day for little TikTok influence. Now, uh, huge shout out to Regzy. Regzy, uh, she, she's uh, XRP. She's a cryptocurrency influencer who's an artist. And they recently just partnered up with her. But what did they do? They funded her through one of their multiple funds that they use to actually fund the community. They don't pay uh, community members to shill XRP. They donate billions of dollars to the XRP ecosystem. Don't you get it? These guys don't get it. These guys are completely lost and they're completely haters, naysayers, and they just don't understand the conversation. You should really just keep XRP and this situation out of your mouth because you don't know what you're talking about, Marty. Continue with your program, and I hope it works out for you. And to all the other little influencer kids that want to continue to hate on us, uh, you're not going to stop what's coming, okay? We're not paid to talk about XRP. We just believe in it, and we understand it. Unlike you, you guys have been manipulated by all the little crypto projects that cut you little checks for five grand to make two TikToks and one YouTube video. Oh, you got big bucks now. You got paid 50 grand to promote an NFT rug pull. Congratulations. Do better. Do better, Marty and other haters. Now, addressing the haters and naysayers once again, XRP Pharaoh. This is what the haters naysayers say to us. Quote, you think they're just going to let you all get rich so easy. XRP Pharaoh says, shut up. There are only 312,000 wallets with 1,000 to 500,000 XRP in it. So there's only a few hundred thousand people that have over 1,000 XRP and less than 500,000 that basically aren't like institutions that are just regular people. There are 8 billion people in the world. That's 0.004% of the population. Nobody cares. Their pockets are filled as well. 
And what have we done over the last year and a half is we've just completely smacked every FUD point against Ripple XRP. Is it because Ripple's cutting me a check? Absolutely not. We just believe in it and we understand it. And I'm not, I'm not selling out to XRP, Ripple, Brad Garlinghouse, David, anybody. I'm not selling out to anybody. I look at this thing. I want a level playing field and I want to see which project, which distributed ledger technology is going to win. Which cryptocurrency company has the all-star crew, the all-star team that doesn't even compare to anybody else in this space? That would be Ripple. That would be XRP. And it's a very simple situation. They don't care that a few of us Joe Blows are going to get a little bag. Most of us don't know what the hell to do with money and we're going to blow it. I retweeted this and I said that 90% of holders are going to be out by $10. Not financial advice. I'm not here to say that you shouldn't exit some of your position at $10. I will be exiting 5% or so of my position around $10. Yes. But that's because I, I, I need to allocate some money uh, somewhere else. Real estate. Got to get the real estate portfolio rolling. So that's my own personal situation. The long-term potential of XRP, I believe it's ridiculous to sell at five and $10, but a family has its needs. We need to get a house. I need to get my real estate portfolio rolling. I've gone degenerate on my allocation to cryptocurrency, specifically XRP over the past three years. My situation is not yours, but 90% of people, I believe, are going to be selling out because think about this. We're going to have our XRP pump. We're going to have our XRP moment as the whole system's been completely burdened to the ground. We've gone through what felt like Armageddon. They're priming all of us for that moment right now by Joe Biden just using those words, speaking it into existence. Joe running the show. So after everything's been completely wiped out, a desolate space, we're still going to be doing just fine. We're going to say, hey, come aboard. We can, we can take you to safety. The last ship standing as we go through the economic hurricane. The currency war, complete destruction of the old system. And, and we'll still be sailing right on through it. Nothing can stop what is coming. And some of these people I've been nice to because they just didn't understand it. Um, so, so I, I, I went on other people's shows last year. I, I had duets, uh, sorry. Um, what is it? Dual TikTok lives last year when I was just getting going, I would actually take the time to talk to some of these other guys and I would do these TikTok lives with these other guys. And I was just trying to get them caught up to speed. Like, Hey, um, I understand you're not an XRP hater. You just don't quite get why we're so crazy about this crypto. Let's have that conversation. Why are conspiracy theories and speculation about this crypto is so crazy? Let's have that conversation. I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain because it goes deep. If you're willing to pull up, have the adult conversation, I can show you why we are so heavily uh, invested in this cryptocurrency. And why $10 to, to XRP and that ecosystem and potential utility is nothing. We can explain that, right? But nonetheless... Think about that. The, the world, the reality, our existence on this planet, our existence on this planet, when it is going to be our time. And that is why 90% of holders, I believe, will sell off because their real estate will have crashed, their stocks will have crashed. The only thing that they'll still have will be some XRP. Maybe they got their precious metals, right? People are going to have to, you know, uh, they're, they're going to have to figure it out. 
They're going to have to sell to feed their family, to heat their house because they lost their job. And, and that's what's unfortunate. And that's why I'm, I'm trying to help people out and prepare for this moment to say, hey, this is coming. This is what I see so that you don't have to be one of those people that has to sell, that is forced to sell because XRP is rising like a phoenix and it's just this glorious moment for us. But our real estate's been wiped out. Our 401k is down 50%. We no longer can survive, right? We've lost our job. I don't want that to be you guys. And that's why we talk about these moments that we're going to be going through that we talk about this. There's going to be a lot of distractions getting us to that point, right? It's going to be, a, it's, it's been a long ride, years that some of us have been holding XRP and waiting for this thing to do its magic moment. And we may have to wait another three to six months. We may have to wait another year. Be prepared for that mentally. Be prepared for that emotionally. It's going to be a bumpy ride. We will make it to the other end, God willing. God willing, we will make it to the other end. And generational wealth and saving humanity is on the other side. But that's God willing. That's the fight that we're up against. Hey, huge shout out to everyone that's joined me tonight. Make sure you hit that notification bell so you know when we're going live. And I appreciate everyone for joining me on the Saturday session. Cheers to all of you. God bless all of you. Thank you so much. Just a couple more here to cover. This is what you guys have been waiting for. <laughs> the title of this show. Europe passing cryptocurrency regulations while the economy implodes. Here we have it. Micah. The Markets and Crypto Asset Regulation Group out of Europe passed in Europe yesterday. One of its conditions is that any legal coin must have a physical office in Europe. Explains why Ripple opened an office in Ireland about a year ago. I would also note that Ripple is holding their Swell Conference this month, uh, next month, November, in London as well. So they've already set themselves up. Now, if we go and we take a look at what this bill is what this group is. Let's take a look here. I want to show you guys this is from cryptopotato.com, okay? EU greenlights MICA, major turning point for Europe's crypto landscape and Bitcoin KYC. The legislation needs to pass an additional vote in the European Parliament that is slated for next week. The markets and crypto assets regulation passed in the European Council on October 5th. The development is a significant step forward, bringing a consistent legislative landscape to the continent that has been so far fragmented. The text of the laws was signed off by the representatives of the bloc's member groups in the EU's council. The policies are expected to go into effect in 2024. So yes, we will be waiting till 2024 for this actually to go into effect, but this shows you what's coming. This shows you we may have to be a little bit more patient than we want to be, but our moment is coming. This is huge. What they are doing here is creating a consistent regulatory framework in the EU. MICA will eliminate the need for national implementation laws by introducing the first ever licensing regime for the crypto wallets and exchanges to operate across the 27 member countries of the EU. It also aims to establish reserve requirements on stablecoins to fat to fight tax evasion and money laundering. An additional law will be instated inst inst on fund transfers that will require crypto wallet service providers to verify their customer identities. Okay, so let's understand what this really is. You're, everything's gonna be tracked. Everything's gonna be tracked. You're gonna have to do KYC. It's gonna have to go through a regulated exchange. In Europe, you're seeing other countries are operating very similar. 
And then if I look on down here below, uh, they're stating that we have a crowded agenda for the U.S. next week. And one of the items that won't be at the bottom of the list is uh, it will be in there right around the top is cryptocurrency. So they're going to be talking with their United States partners in regulation coming up at next week's International Monetary Fund World Bank annual meetings that are going to be taking place. OK, so the World Bank IMF powers that be are going to be coming together and you're seeing similarities in the laws and the regulations that are being passed within Europe, within England, within the United States many other countries ahead of the United States in the West. We already talked about the BRICS nations moving fast forward ahead with all of their programs for CBDCs, right? But this is so interesting to see here that we finally are getting that uh, regulation. And, and what makes this so exciting is how quickly cryptocurrency is slated to recover after this economy implodes, after the stock market crashes, after we go through hell, the, the storm, the economic storm of a lifetime, I'm calling this the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. It's going to be the greatest transfer of wealth within my lifetime for sure. And we are looking to absolutely maximize this opportunity while they wait till 2024 to actually roll this out and implement it. That's just more time for us to make our moves, to build our teams, acquire these assets, get deals done. And you're seeing that the United States is close behind here with in regards to Europe and in regards to uh, Bank of England, London, and that would be Great Britain as well. Right along with the Queen's passing, I wanna share this with you guys, our key dates and events. Check this out. So we just went through Yom Kippur, which was the 4th and the 5th of October. Tomorrow is our full moon and it starts the beginning, the Feast of Tabernacles. Okay, but then we're going to go in. We just added this one to our key dates and events to watch out for. Stellar Meridian Conference is set to take place here 11th through the 13th. That is Stellar XLM, right? They're going to be having their Meridian Conference on the 11th through the 13th. And they're going to have the head of the CFTC, Carolyn Pham, speaking at that event. That's going to be a key event to watch out for. Then... We go into that new moon on October 25th, same day as our partial solar eclipse, same day as, I forget the name of the gentleman, but I shared his tweet earlier in this episode, right when he expects the lows to be coming in for the S&P 500. What have we been telling you guys? These back-to-back -back eclipses, October 25th, November 7th and 8th lunar eclipse coming in, going to bring incredible amounts of energy. Be ready for this market to get shaken up, and I do believe it to be to the downside. November 7th and 8th, lunar eclipse. November 8th, election day here in the United States. And then on November 16th and 17th, we have the Ripple Swell Conference taking place in London. How about that for the key dates and events? And I still get the haters that say, oh, uh, all these dates, all these predictions, and still nothing happens. And I'm just thinking, what are you must be watching like, CNN, uh, Fox News, you must be watching the TV. But even at that, it's like, take a second to actually look what's unfolding and look what's happening. Oh, and by the way, we've been perfectly calling this market. We said, if we pump into Yom Kippur, we're probably going to roll over into the Feast of Tabernacles. What just played out over the last uh, few days? Just exactly that. Perfectly played once again. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community 
over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.